0: Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Michael Pink. Michael Pink is the founder and CEO of Smart PM Technologies. He leads a team of experts to improve schedule analytics, serves clients and drives the company's culture of continual improvement and innovation. He founded Smart PM Technologies in 2016, which is headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. Michael is an experienced construction industry executive with 18 plus years of experience in global capital construction program management, risk advisory, and dispute resolution in the power and renewable energy, gas pipeline, industrial and manufacturing, commercial and residential buildings, healthcare, education, transportation, and retail sectors. Well, good afternoon, Michael. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. This is amazing, Michael, jumping on a podcast here on a lovely week. And we looked at your profile and thought this would be an awesome, awesome interview. And so we appreciate you jumping on and we're going to jump right into the questions. So, Michael, let's talk about your career in consulting as an entrepreneur. And now you're the founder and CEO of Smart PM Technologies. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you?
1: Sure. Um, And thinking back, you know, 20 years ago is when I When I uh, first started in consulting right out of college, I mean, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I just knew I wanted a good job and I wanted to, I always told myself I wanted to be involved in a lot of different types of things. But I think the one piece that drove me my entire career was uh, a curiosity, uh, a curiosity to be better. Um, You know, I was as, as an entry point person back in the day as a consultant, we did a lot of Analytics, right? Consultants are trying to figure out problems and help solve those problems for our clients. But, you know, sometimes it can get a little bit uh, monotonous. But the curiosity is what kept me interested. Curiosity to improve. Curiosity to figure out things others couldn't see. Problem solving. Uh, But that curiosity, looking back and seeing that I'm always looking for a little bit of a better way today than I knew yesterday, And to carry that forward in basically everything I do, Um, everything we do with this business is about curiosity to improve. And it's become part of our, uh, you know, pillar here is continuous improvement. Uh, And now we have everybody here who is seeking to improve through data analytics. I mean, we, we have our data sitting up in front of everybody and showing them, you know, what what does your performance look like from the numbers perspective? And I guess that was really what separated me out as a consultant is that's just how I'm wired is to go find the numbers, let the numbers speak and then use that information to understand your vulnerabilities and then take that information to improve. And that I think all comes from a curiosity.
0: I love that. And, you know, it's, it's usually one of two things. Um, when I talk to many guests here on the show, Michael, is is curiosity or passion. And that's what really gets uh, entrepreneurs out of the bed in the morning. So I appreciate the share. And Michael, let's talk about this pandemic. Uh, looks like it's starting to lift, we hope anyway. And um, what are your plans for growth going forward? And will it be any different than the last 14 months?
1: Well, our plans for growth are to continue expanding the um, footprint in which we a lot, we sell our product. Um, but in terms of will we be doing anything different growing forward? I don't think so. Uh, I think that the pandemic really forced us to take a hard look at our business and understand our business, but more importantly, understand how our customers are feeling at the time. You know, we sell to different customer types, we sell to four different customer types, the owners, who buy projects that contractors build. We sell to contractors who are essentially managing the job, and we sell to insurance companies who are insuring the projects and consultants who are helping analyze the projects. So that sort of mixture of people to sell to is, one, not best practices, but we sort of can't help it because we're getting pulled in different directions. But what the pandemic really forced us to be smart about doing is understanding when, when something happens in the market, whether it's an economic issue or you know, any sort of change, even change in government, uh, that, that impacts our business. It impacts the, um, the leverage that different uh, constituents have that, that do work in our, our industry, which causes all sorts of differences in the mentality of the people. So what we need to do always is understand what's going on in the minds of the people And what are the things based on the external factors that are going on around that would modify how they are seeing the world? So what we needed to do very, very quickly is figure out what what are these people sitting here thinking right now? And what about what we know how to do can help them? Uh, And how do we take that? information to craft our, uh, our growth plan. How do we, where are we going to focus? How are we going to message? What do they really need right now and how can we help and how do we take everything that we're learning to continually advance our product in, the, in, in that capacity, uh, which I think COVID was like a scrambling moment to figure all of that out as quickly as possible. And also know that, you know, Things are changing so drastically that we we have to be closely aligned and um, we need to be making good decisions on where we focus and what we say and how we help and how our tool can do that. Um, I think that that's just a part of, you know, any business, especially a business that's in our stage. We, we need to always be taking the pulse of the of the market and be OK with change, um, be be honest with it and be willing to pivot based on it.
0: It's great. Michael, I, you know, obviously businesses need to be ready and, and try and forecast the best they can and, and keep a good pulse on the market. Like you stated, I think the pandemic, um, you know, there's, there is a lot of silver lining in the pandemic, but the, the pandemic was serious business about how do we change our business model to survive? And, and a lot of people had to do that. And obviously uh, you did that as well. So thank you for sharing And and Michael, let's jump into tech. This is a technology uh, platform publication. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging tech within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today?
1: Sure. Um, I think that the most important thing that we're doing right now. um, Well, we'll back up a little bit. The construction industry as a whole. A lot of people think that the construction industry took a long time to change because um, of the people. The people were, you know, hesitant to change. That was the word on the street, but it wasn't actually true. Everybody out there is, um, you know, pretty much the same in different industries. But construction didn't really take off the way it has over the past decade until they introduced cloud technology. And the reason cloud, cloud and mobile, actually, cloud and mobile were imperative for project teams, people who were off site from the corporate office to be able to have something to work with that was both in line with what the corporate office needed and what they needed for their jobs. So the cloud technology is really what introduced construction to technology, in my opinion. And we definitely leverage that. You know, the data sets that we pull in are not cloud-based necessarily, but we need to get, we need to get that information out to the people who are involved all seeing the same thing. So that number one taking advantage of that reality um, and, and seeing it for what it is was important to us. But now, you know, now that we've got this data, this, this analytical tool that takes this data from different places and present it, presents it to everyone at the same time that they can be looking at together is what's important for our industry construction and to, to solve the problem that we are for the, for the site teams in the home office to be able to see things apples to apples. So I would say, you know, that's not a, Big secret, but it is a it is a very unique piece to the equation that a lot of people in our industry don't necessarily understand. Uh, the other thing that we're doing right now is the next phase. Once we have all that information we have we have sets of data and it's analyzed in a specific way that the world hasn't seen in construction of how to analyze a project effectively uh, using technology to do it. So the cloud based technology again plays very Uh, plays highly into that equation because, you know, you couldn't do the calculations that we, that we need to do to explain those things on a desktop computer, which is why why it was never happening. Um, But now that we have all that data and the way that we analyze that data is like uh, an analyst, like a consultant, like me getting into the weeds and also doing some high level reviews as well but taking all that data and, and putting it into a, a system or a brain of artificial intelligence to be able to look at, you know, thousands upon thousands of projects and really being able to see the industry for what it is is something that's never happened uh, to the level that we're going to take it. So I would say that that would be the most the, the most emerging tech that we're working on right now, um, and the reasons why we started where we did.
0: Great. Thank you, Michael, for sharing that. I know that um, as you know, things, again, we talked about the pandemic and pivoting, as your teams out in the field need more data readily available, we've got to come up with um, better solutions to provide that data in, in real time in some cases. So thank you. So Michael, last question here. Could you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in tech or entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I you know, we I'm not different than most probably entrepreneurs who hit a wall at some point. Um, you know, there was a, a term that came to me called the innovator's dilemma uh back in, you know, several years ago when I was headed down a path having invested a lot of my personal money and we were headed down the wrong path. Um you know, at the time I remember, I remember myself thinking that, you know, these guys just don't get it. They don't understand what I know and they don't understand, but they will, right. They will understand if I just keep pushing harder. But at some point I had to stop myself and, and really think to myself, am, am I really solving the problem? Am I, uh, am I approaching it the right way? Uh, because if you can't sit down and, wonder that to yourself, then there's a large probability you're going to miss the mark, in my opinion, now that I've been there. Uh, so really digging deep and making sure that you're solving a real problem. And the only way to get there is through discussing it with a lot of people in the industry who know the industry. Now, of course, we all can solve problems. We we understand a problem. We, we've got this experience. But the, the, the piece that was missing was does the client I want to sell to view this as a real problem? And if so, how do they need this information presented to them? Or how do they need this tool to look, feel, act? What answers are they looking for? And you can't answer those questions without literally picking up the phone and calling 500 people that are in the industry and giving you that that, that full cycle vantage point um, of, of, of what their world looks like, not what your world, what you think their world looks like, but what their world looks like, and be very objective about it to ensure that you're solving a real problem and doing the due diligence to get there. Um, the other thing that we did that was very powerful, and this this is something that we've you know started prior to COVID, but was instrumental in surviving through COVID, was to make sure that your messaging aligned as well with what they wanted or needed were feeling at the time, Uh, so we we didn't sit there and try to think through. Okay, well, what do we think is going to work, and let's just go with that. We actually analyzed our data. You know, we we put together a lot of different pieces of content with a lot of different types of keywords, and we you know mapped out the type of people that we were messaging to, and gave them personas and categorized those personas. And then analyze their response to our messages to really hone in on what works and what doesn't, what's interesting people and what's not, uh, who's clicking on what for what reasons. And doing that sort of effort iteratively over and over and over starts to really spell out to you, you know, what what you should be messaging and to whom The other thing is getting to understand your market. So once you get into these, uh, you know, you start selling to customers. You know, I remember when we first were selling to customers, I'm like, awesome, let's move on to the next one. Let's sell another. Let's sell another. Let's sell another. But the reality was once you sell to a customer, you've got to then go make sure they're getting what they need. You've got to give them attention uh, and you've got to let them understand that you're there because you want them to be successful. And you've got to believe that that's why you're there. It's not just about the money. It's about making sure that your customers are taken care of and are happy and are not only happy, but are willing to give you more information on how to improve your product to be more aligned with, you know, their specific business or their specific life. Um, so getting that, getting that knowledge is like what we talked about before you, you have to continue to discuss things with your customers as if you're wanting to learn more. But in the process, you need to make sure that they are receiving everything that that, that you promised they would receive. So customers are still being managed very closely after we sell to them now. And, you know, there was a time period where, you know, there's only so many people and sales is number one, right? You've got to focus there. But if you lose your customers because you weren't paying attention to them, then what's the point of sales? Is the question, and that's where you know, listening to what they have to say. You know, when I when I reach out to some of our customers now, I I want to hear their thoughts, and I want them to go talk to all the people using our product and come back with feedback. And they want to do it too. Uh, they want to help. They want to they want to be successful, and they want to help. And one of the things that I realized is when you sell to somebody, especially with a new product like like ours, that that's a new way of doing things. They're not going to go buy this for their entire organization. They're, they're trying it out and you need to make sure that they have a good experience trying it out. So we invest heavily in customer success, but at the same time, we make sure that they understand that our product works. You have to know how to work it. And if you haven't learned how to work it and, and do the things that are necessary, then we're going to supplement you until you do because again, it's all about the value that you bring to them. And if you show them that you care about that, then they they don't forget that. They 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 don't have too many companies that care about the value that you bring to them um, to ensure that that you're doing your end of the bargain. And when you do that, they they start even in subconsciously start realizing that this is a business that cares about me. And you don't lose them at that point.
0: Thank you, Michael. I appreciate your share on that. The, insights around, uh, your business is, uh, aligns very much with the customer experience, which we've talked about much on this show. So thank you again. And Michael, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Brian. And I really appreciate you, um, you know, allowing us to come up here and share our story.
0: Bye for now.